0: game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad the left wing side and out to Fogle now into
1: the Sabre zone to McDavid he'll look to the net his shot scores
2: Connor McDavid goes five hole and the Oilers are up three two that is the game winner tonight from the best player in the game Connor McDavid scores twice the Oilers knock off the Sabres 3-2. McDavid hits a new career high with 124 points. Excellent goaltending from Stuart Skinner and really excellent work up and down the lineup tonight for your Edmonton Oilers. Derek Ryan also scored as uh, Edmonton bumping up its record to 35-22-8 and on the season. Buffalo, who uh, is chasing a playoff spot, costly loss for them. They're 32-26-4. and Thanks a lot for joining us. It's 8-27 along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins for Hartland Ford overtime open line. Well, Rob, first of all, McDavid just continues to wow us, continues to put up points, gets both Oilers goals tonight, two goals on three shots, actually played a lot less than usual at 1958, partially because the Oilers only had one power play in the game, but Again, when he gets the puck, what's he gonna do? He's dangerous from all parts of the ice. He scores on a wraparound and then he scores the game winner. We just played on a quick move to his left. And as he so often does on poor goalies, gets it five (laughs) hole on Anderson.
3: Well, it's just unfair uh, the the move that he makes and we see it time and time again now where he's coming down with full speed. He's almost going towards the, the, the near post and then he pushes away. And as he pushes away towards the corner, the goaltender now has to readjust his angle, push with his left skate over, and as he's pushing, McDavid is already firing a five-hole. And Anderson did it tonight, and we've seen it time and time again. As soon as it goes in, the goaltender just looks like, Kate, hey, I did everything right. I did what I was supposed to do. A guy, A, isn't supposed to be that fast, and B, shouldn't be able to pick that spot with consistency like McDavid does. Uh, most guys don't like going five-hole because if you don't score, you look silly. Why would you shoot it right at his pads? But if you can hit the spot you're hit, you're looking for, it's so effective because that spot is always open. Because a goaltender, as he's moving, the one leg is going a little bit quicker than the other, and that five-hole is always the spot that uh, is, there's a little gap there. And McDavid hits it with consistency. Uh, it's, it's one of those goals where both the defenseman and the goalie played it properly, yet Connor McDavid's too good and you can't stop it. But uh, McDavid does what McDavid does, and, and lately he's decided he wants to score two goals every game, and uh, he's doing that with consistency, and uh, it was a game that's on the back of Connor McDavid, Stuart Skinner, and the fourth line. That's a big reason why the Edmonton Oilers won tonight.
2: So McDavid now an 11-game point streak Twelve goals, seventeen assists for twenty-nine points. Uh, Pardon me, twelve goals, fifteen assists for twenty-seven points over. Either way, it's pretty good. (laughs) It's like, it's like no, he doesn't have twenty-nine points over eleven games. He only has twenty-seven. My bad. Uh, (laughs) Drysleidle did not get a point tonight. By the way, his streak comes to an end at twelve. And you mentioned Stuart Skinner, so he makes thirty-seven saves. His record on the year goes to eighteen. 13 and four and again rob you know a nervous night a couple of days ago for oilers fans watching jack campbell who you know to be fair did make some good saves in that game but also had some get by him where you're thinking oh man we needed that stopped well the oilers did need stops in this game because buffalo was very good in the second period and as you would expect in the last seven or eight minutes they cranked it up looking for the tying goal skinner was there
3: Well, Buffalo's a very good offensive hockey club, and uh, they push the pace. And if there's a turnover, they're coming quickly towards you. They don't take it back, regroup, turnover, bang, let's go offensively. And they got the chances. And there was a stretch where there was about six or seven grade A scoring chances for the the Buffalo Sabres from the high slot. The Oilers got a little sloppy in their own end in coverage, and the Buffalo Sabres kind of exploited it, and every time Skinner was there. And the one thing that it's hard to tell how good he is playing because he makes it look easy. There's not the diving across the crease or the, the lunging to make a save that, oh, this is going in, oh, he lunges across and, and grabs a piece of it. He reads the play well. I've talked to goalie coaches. They say he skates well, which means he moves very quickly in his net. He positions himself well. He makes himself big. And tonight there was probably six or seven really good Buffalo chances that to the naked eye, look all right, it was just an okay chance. Until you watch the replay, okay, that guy was eight feet out by himself with time to make a decision where he wanted to go. But Skinner had read it so well that he's there, and he gets his body in the way. So, uh Two nights ago, the Oilers did not get a quality goalie start. They were bad defensively, but they didn't get the quality goalie start. Tonight, they certainly did. And it's a big reason why when the Oilers play the best team in the NHL in a couple days, you're going to see Stuart Skinner in net again. He was that good tonight.
2: 3-2, the Oilers win in Buffalo. Stuart Skinner, the second star of the game. Jeff Skinner, who was very dangerous for Buffalo, is the third star. Connor McDavid, the first star. Rob Brown is going to select the fourth star's tonight for Jandel Holmes, Alberta's premier modular home retailer? Well, our
3: stars will have six points on them instead of five, so each guy gets two, two points on it, but the Oilers' fourth line was excellent in this hockey game. Derek Ryan, Devin Shore, and Clem uh fantastic. They, uh, they did everything that you need out of a fourth line including scoring a big goal in the second period. The Oilers were the second-best team in the second period. They came out with a lead because of a fantastic shift to end the period where they had the fourth line had the Buffalo Sabres hemmed up for one minute. And finally, Shore finds Ryan. Ryan makes no mistake because Costin is in front of the goaltender. My
2: four-star is the entire fourth line. Well, they played well. So Ryan had three shots on goal. Shore had three shots on goal. Costin wasn't credited with a shot but he did get four hits so I mean you look you know Ryan played just over 11 minutes short played just under 10 so they played uh we'll, we'll give him 21 minutes combined and got six shots on goal I mean that's that, that's pretty good and they had some other chances and, and we remarked as we were watching the game they had some other close calls where passes just missed where passes were just deflected away when they're making the right play well it was funny
3: Bob in between periods was or was it after one of them, Well, he was interviewing Derek Ryan and he talked about, you know, your fourth line has had some chemistry the last couple of games, and Derek Ryan, correct him, well, actually, Derek Shore, or Devin Shore and I have had some chemistry for quite a while now, and it's true, and it's one of the reasons that the Edmonton Oilers, instead of going with their typical 11 and 7, went 12 and 6 tonight, because they wanted Kostin back in the lineup, and they didn't want to take out Shore or Derek Ryan because they've given them quality minutes. So Broberg on the back end came out. They went 12 and six. And lo and behold, the fourth line that gets a a little extra ice time rewards their coach with the faith that he had in them and they were a difference maker in the hockey game. So, yes, the fourth line, very good in this game.
2: That's our quick change for Jiffy Loop, keeping you moving to and from the game. Visit your local Jiffy Loop today. Edmonton wins 3-2 in Buffalo. And as we talked about coming into this game, one of the storylines, Buffalo, the third-highest scoring team in the league when you go at goals four per game. Uh, they held Taze Thompson off the, well, the goal column. He did get an assist. <laughs> like, uh, how, how, how high is this guy gonna go? Like, could he score sixty some year? Um, the way they play, I, I wouldn't say no to. it. I mean,
3: there's some goal scores that are just shooters, and he's got a great shot. We've seen a lot of the one-timers that he scores in the on the highlight reels. But he also, there's other goal scorers that are dipsy doodlers, and we saw him a couple times try to split the D by himself. He's six foot six, and he plays. Uh, like he's 5'10". He just scoots around the ice. He's got speed. Elusive. Uh, Leon Draisaitl tried running him over, and Thompson was able to jump out of the way. Uh, I, I see him being a 50-goal a scorer, and at some point, maybe he does try to uh, tickle the 60s at some point. He's good. Skinner, Jeff Skinner had a number of great chances. He's having a bounce-back year this year. They're missing a very good hockey player, Alex Tuck, who came over from Vegas. He didn't dress tonight. He's got in the high 20s I believe in goals as well so they've got, or in the low 20s in goals as well, this is a good hockey club but yeah, Tage Thompson was excellent in this game he had some good looks Uh, but Stuart Skinner again he stood tall and he has to. I mean, there's two six foot six guys staring eye to eye throughout the night. It, this was a highly entertaining hockey club between two highly entertaining hockey teams.
2: Okay, 3 2. The Oilers win it. Let's go at the mic for Eclipse Restoration. Named one of Western Canada's best restoration contractors three years in a row. Call 780 250 HELP or visit eclipse247.ca. Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft
4: coming off that loss against one. Hey, Tony, before I start, I want to uh, just share something. Um, I just want to send condolences from uh, the Edmonton Oilers players and coaches. The Edmonton Oilers players and coaches. Um, the, our organization as a whole, the city of Edmonton to the family of firefighter Jason Arno here in in Buffalo who perished a few days ago. Um, you know. Uh, it's never good to see a young person uh, perish in that manner, but he did it bravely, and, um, you know, I have a firefighter in my family and um, know how valued they are to the community. So I just wanted to pass along condolences. Sorry, for your next question. Thank you for so that. Yeah.
5: less important things uh, maybe the victory tonight Uh, how you liked your team's overall response tonight?
4: yeah I thought it was a good hockey game Um, you know that's a first of all I'd compliment Buffalo on a game well played I think they have uh, the makings of a really good hockey team a lot of skill they play with pace they did a lot of good things tonight I thought it was a uh, very competitive hockey game the type of game we want to play and in the end we gave up two goals against and I think if you look at the way we played last week, when we gave up three or less, um, we had a really good chance to win the game. When we got into a track meet, it didn't didn't go our way. Um, you know I go back I keep using Christmas time as a benchmark for me but, and just by my rough arithmetic we're 17 three and two when we give up three goals or less so to me that makes sense and is a template for us going forward um, you know we're playing competitive teams here down the stretch that team is desperate and trying to gain points they played a heck of a game our team played hard and played a heck of a game and in the end um, I'm glad we're walking out of this building with two points it wasn't a 3-2 game that Lack scoring chances, though there was mm-hmm. a
6: time at both ends. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you certainly got goaltending tonight to keep it to two. Is that fair?
4: Yeah, I thought Stewart uh, played a very good game for us. He gave us a chance to win the game. Um, y- you know, you got to give credit to the other team too. They have a lot of skill there. Um, you know, uh, they're going to get their looks, and when when you get your looks, you want got to make sure that your goaltender is. Uh, your goaltender is there for you and Stewart was there for us tonight and um, you know he gave us a chance to win we had a couple goals called back on offsides uh, including the uh, the empty netter Um, but in the end uh, our team dug in and found a way what was your view of Mount Everest today uh, pretty good what was your view actually maybe I should ask you the question because well, I get to see it every day Right. and um, you know I saw someone that was competitive right from the drop of the puck played the in every situation um, they have a lot of young skill on that that team Connors at a different evolutionary stage and his his game right now and I think everyone saw that here tonight. How important
6: was it? I mean they, they, they tie the game at two and, and Connor scores a go ahead goal two minutes later. I mean how big is that something that you almost expect from Connor or you
4: guys to do? Well we talk a lot about momentum shifts and that's an area as a team we want to get better at. Um, I would say this uh, you're going to Connor and that's the finish. I saw a lot of really good plays that led up to that goal. First off, Connor defensively in the neutral zone was above his check, forced them to dump it in. Matias Ekholm made a heck of a play in order to advance the puck, and then what I saw Warren Fogle do, I was uh, beyond impressed with. So, um, you know, there's a lot of good plays that led to that finish, and the finish was all world. Good. Good. Thanks.
2: Okay, that is Jay Woodcroft. If... If you miss the Everest reference, he's he's said it to Edmonton media, and he's he's used the line a couple of times in other cities when he's asked about Connor McDavid. He says, you know, if you live at the base of Mount Everest, after a while you might forget how spectacular it is. So, reference to those of us who see McDavid play on a on a regular basis this with Rob and I have, have talked about, but he was outstanding tonight, getting two goals up to 54 on the season as the Oilers beat Buffalo 3-2. $300 donation to 630 Chet. Send anonymous from James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. They are filling the net with 100 bucks every time the Oilers score when accidents happen. Go to jameshbrown.com. Okay, you can get us at 780-496-0063. That is the hotline powered by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing siding drywall insulation and ceiling systems certainty Pro all the way we're going to go to uh, brian on the line here we got brian on the certainty hotline hey brian go hey. ahead please hey fellas
7: how you doing tonight good P- pretty nice wind tonight hey rob i love uh love your when you got your analyst hat on oh thank you i, I appreciate want you pu- that I want you to put your coaches hat on for uh, a few minutes okay so. um okay we have a problem <laughs> <laughs> we got uh, to start with the fourth line won us the game tonight. Yep. Um, we got a new guy, Nick Bukestad, who went ten and zero in the faceoff circle, and he's contributing. Yep. Uh, you got Warren Fogle, who can play with McDavid or not. Yep. Uh, who's who's coming out of the lineup when uh, Kane comes back? It's
3: that's a great question. It, it really oh is. Oh boy. Um, oh boy. I I who who deserves to come out? Nobody. Nobody. No, exactly. I mean the fourth line was <laughs> excellent tonight. Costin, um, Ryan, and Shore. Uh, Bukestad, as you said, came in. East had no the he's, They got him on the penalty kill. Uh, Fogle had a great game. He moved up. I, they like McLeod now. McLeod, he he was pulled off. McDavid's line, and they move Fogle ups, but uh, to me, I think what they'll do when Kane comes back is they might have a rotation where they'll have four guys that'll come out one game at a time, because I don't think anyone deserves to be out for an extended stretch. Uh, I do believe the right move was pulling Broberg out, because I, I think that they can go 6-D very effectively and then that elite allows them to play all the forwards that deserve to be in there. But when Kane comes back, it will be maybe a rotation of Shore, Ryan, Costin, McLeod, maybe those four in a rotation, and one guy sits out each night until there's an injury. But it's a a problem that the coaches will like to have when you get to pull out a guy that's playing well as opposed to having to put someone in the lineup who's struggling just because you have to fill out a lineup card.
2: Yeah, and it's not as if... Broberg had been so incompetent that nope. he had to come out. I mean, sure, he had a couple tough plays, but I mean, who who hasn't? Especially
3: well, it, the, the le- Oilers are co- the Others yeah, are confident so with that he's capable of playing and getting yeah. good minutes. But right now, again, players are playing better in, in front of him, yeah. and so it it's a it's a nice problem for the Oilers to have. It's not one that they've had often in the past, where they've had good players playing well sitting in the stands. It's usually been. At times in in the 17 years I've been here, okay. Well, we got yeah. nine good forwards, but we we have to put three more in. So we're gonna flip a coin for the last three. The others uh, the others are a good team, and they're much deeper than they've been in any time in the last number of years. That's another reason why they're a good team.
2: Oilers win 3-2 in Buffalo. You're gonna hear from Stuart Skinner before nine o'clock. Let's go back to the Certainty Hotline. We have Sir Robert standing by. Hey, Sir Robert, go ahead. Hey Reed. Hey Rob. How you guys doing? Pretty good. Well, oh,
7: tonight. I gotta say, I mean, that fourth line tonight. That was that was probably I thought that was probably one of the fourth line's best games of the season. I'm kind of wondering what your thoughts were there, but just because they were they were so consistent, they were seemed, seemed like they were everywhere. And you know, and uh, on that shift when they scored late in the second to take the lead. I'm I'm watching and watching and Buffalo's and Buffalo's getting tired and Buffalo's getting chance to clear the puck and they're not doing it. The fourth line's just keeping just keeping it alive, keeping it alive. And I'm and I'm thinking, okay, well, something's gonna happen here, penalty or goal and then well, we know what happened. Um obviously I was really impressed with that. Uh Bukestad I've I liked what I've seen from him lately. I mean, I know he's only played two games, but I mean tonight he's Ten for ten in the ten for ten in the dot, I believe. I mean, it's, uh, that's exactly why we picked him up. Skinner, I thought very, very good. He made some big saves at key times, especially in the second when the Oilers looked, I don't know, sluggish, slow, whatever term you want to use. But Skinner was really good. And McDavid, well, McDavid did what McDavid does. He's
2: up to 54.
7: Yeah. I'm gonna make a quick. Uh, I'm gonna make a quick prediction right now. I think McDavid finishes with 65.
2: Yeah. Well, who knows? I mean, he's he's obviously. I mean, he could get to 60 by this road trip. <laughs> well, I guess he'd need a couple of hat tricks, which isn't out of the realm of possibility. And here's the thing, Rob, and I'm not saying this to 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 bug you, but you said you said he's going to get 10 empty net goals. Mm-hmm. He has two. I know. So like, it's not as if score he's getting these.
3: You know, it's funny. Uh, one one year I had a really good year in the NHL, and Paul Coffey said to me, he said, "Guys that score 50 have to have at least a handful or so." Empty net goals. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, you just have to score empty net goals if you want to get uh, the magic number of 50. Well,
2: Leon did it with zero yeah. the first time he did it. And,
3: and Connor is going to possibly get 60 with two empty net goals. Yeah. Shows you how good those two are. Um, it's sometimes it doesn't seem fair if you're the opposition. You, it, Connor McDavid is one of the first players I've ever seen, and one of the few ever, that you can do everything right against him as the defender, and he still scores on you. There's goaltenders that play everything, proudly play the angle, all good. Uh, but he finds some way to f- put the puck past you. The defenseman does everything he's supposed to do, yet he can't contain his speed or his agility going left to right. Uh, and he's in a different zone. And the one thing that we've seen with Connor McDavid since he's come into the league, he is always better in the second half of the season than he is in the first. So when he got off to the incredible start that he did this year, you're thinking – oh, huh, well this could be a really, really special year because we know what he's going to be like in the second half. It's going to be better, and he has been. And your best players are best on the team because they come up at the big moments. And again, Connor McDavid, the Buffalo Sabres, they score, they're getting some chances, they're playing really well, and it's just that one little, just give him an inch and comes in with a big goal at the right moment. So, uh the Edmonton Oilers uh, are benefiting from having the best player in the world on their team and he's put them on his back many many times over this last little while and now he's got help it's not just Connor and Leon with the Edmonton Oilers there's help on the team now and that's why they're a better hockey club
2: all right Oilers take it 3-2 in Buffalo McDavid two goals Thompson did not score Dreisaitl did not score I had the over, under for those guys' goals combined at three and a half. Lokesh took the under for River Cree Resort and Casino. Excitement bet on it, so he gets the $50 River Cree Resort and Casino gift card. All right, we got a couple more folks on hold. You can get in touch, 780-496-0063. Uh, well, We'll give uh, priority to first-time callers tonight. Anybody want to call in for the first time? Ask Rob Brown a question. We'd love to hear from you, and you'll hear from the winning goalie tonight, Stuart Skinner on Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line.
0: Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford
2: Overtime Open
0: Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630
1: Chad. And a up the right wing into the Oiler end. I will get it all the way across. Quick shot on the save by Stuart Skinner. He holds on to that. His cousins let it go off the left wing.
2: All right, that is Skinner's save of the game for Crystal Glass. Call 310-GLASS or visit crystalglass.ca. He blocks 37 pucks tonight as the Oilers beat the Sabres 3-2. Back to Buffalo, here's Stuart Skinner.
5: Stuart, can you maybe just talk about the overall team bounce-back performance coming off that loss in Winnipeg?
8: Yeah, I thought it was big. Uh, Obviously, it's a huge two points. Uh, Every win really matters now and kind of getting to that last stretch. So it was uh, was big that we were able to get two points here. You had some testers earlier early in this one and you made the big stop often some nights are you just feeling it yeah uh, I mean you try to always feel it Um, sometimes you don't sometimes you do and uh, no matter what you still got a job to do and um, I think being able to get a couple saves right off the bat kind of made me uh, feel a little bit better going into the game and um, we were uh, we were able to just play really well and get our chances as well and uh, big credit to the guys in front of me as you continue to progress
5: in your first full year in the National Hockey League do you feel a sense of growth within yourself
8: as the season goes on? Absolutely. Um, I think being able to being able to learn from a lot of the mistakes that I've been able to make and also from the good things that I've been able to do, um, you know, on and off the ice. So being able to, uh, you know, grow as, you know, a teammate, as a player and um, just kind of learning how the NHL kind of works and being able to, try to try your best to do well. Um, So it's been it's been a massive learning curve and I've been having a lot of fun with it. Last one from me. It's just the beginning of March and your captain has 124 points. What comes to mind when you hear that number? Only 124. (laughs) Um, No, I mean, he's uh, I mean, I've always said he's. Uh, we really appreciate him, what he does for us on the ice, um, offensively and also defensively. He's been making some huge blocks for me lately and uh, been uh, been taking the guys in front of the net and doing really well boxing out. So, you know, he's, he's getting both ends and uh, also off the ice as a leader uh, as well. So, um, you know, we, we all really appreciate him for everything that he does. Back
6: in the day, like Marty Bordeaux used to get 22-shot shutouts for... 19 of the shots came from the outside uh, your team's never going to play that way right it's just not the way your team's built you're not going to be that you know so as the goalie behind that team are you always going to have a night like tonight where
8: you're going to have to make some big saves to get wins i mean uh i mean i i don't know if i completely believe that i think uh i think that we've played some games where we have Gotten all the shots from the outside, Um, you know. Talking about playing against Toronto, one of the best teams in the league, we did we did that, and we played a heck of a game defensively. And uh, we definitely have it in here. Um, Some, I mean, every single team, no matter how defensively good you are, I mean, Martin Broder had those games where he had to make some unbelievable saves too, right? So, uh, just as a goalie, that's what you got to do. Try to make as many stops as you can. Game like tonight is a good example. The first period was on both ends. Tons of great chances on both sides. Fun to play in. Yeah, it was great. I mean, uh, it's a lot more fun. When you're making saves and when you uh, when you come out 1-1, um, I mean it's it's definitely fun for me. Um, you know I got to kind of do my thing out there, and also uh, I mean at the same time the guys have been playing unbelievable in front of me, and the testers that I did have they gave me great reads, and um, you know huge credit to the guys in front of me. When it comes to McDavid, it's just
6: you know if the game's tied, two minutes after you got you, got, you know they tie it up. Yeah. Just is it almost inevitable that you know? Have you become just? Is it become customary that you just know that McDavid is you know going to step up?
8: I think I think being tied, it's it's uh, especially in the third period. I think we definitely feel good as a team because we got some unbelievable players, um, and uh and I think he does what he does best. And um sometimes you can't. I mean, you don't always you know expect it, um, but. But at the same time, when he when he does do his thing, I mean, it's just you're very thankful, especially right when they score and then we score back. I mean, that kills their momentum, especially being at home. And um, there's just you know that's that's what the game's about. Momentum shifts, and uh, Connor does a great job being able to you know help us out, and same with everybody on our team. All right, that is Stuart
2: Skinner as the Edmonton Oilers beat the Buffalo Sabers three two tonight seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We have Tony on the line. Tony, go ahead. Hey boys, how's it going? Good.
7: Love a good victory. I have a question for you guys. Um, do you think it's possible for a line, for two teammates to get tired of each other? I'm talking about Nurse and CC. No. And with Matias Echo coming in now, he's a minute muncher. He's been playing over 20 minutes the last three games. From what I know, would you maybe separate a few lines? Like try other ones out besides the ones that we have. Like maybe, you know, maybe put Nurse with with Bouchard or whatever, or you know, put Kulak with somebody or well, they, just something. Just but something the different. others, are,
3: the others are having success right now. The others are playing well. Uh, they want Ekholm with Bouchard because they feel that uh, Bouchard is taking a step up in class, playing in the top four, and they want to have. Uh, a safety valve with them and at home is a veteran player just like keith was last year and they feel that they can have success and the last three or four games is the best bouchard's played they nursing cc uh, have or tons of confidence together and kulak and aaron and are your third pairing and you're going to leave them as a third pairing because you want to shelter their minutes so this the way they have them set up right now is the way they want them to play going into the playoffs and you're going to see these three, unless something goes completely sideways, this is what the coaching staff wants for the three pairings that they have on the back end.
2: And with the defenseman, you do see them out at different times. Cause day Harney doesn't play as much, right? So there, I mean, at home well, and CC were out together. There will be times when, the end of the game. But. And
3: a lot of times also, well, it's all situational mm-hmm. and Depends on when, there's, when they're so, back at six and they have the way they set up with their penalty killing, sometimes after a penalty killing unit or after an Oilers power play, they'll have them in different pairings. But this is, if if you were to play five on five the entire time, this is the type of pairings that they want and they've looked good. I mean, the Oilers are playing much better and a big reason is they the addition of Ekholm who now gets to slot Kulak where he should be slotted. He's a very good third pairing defenseman that was playing over... Uh, probably in a higher spot than he should have been playing for most of the season.
2: All right. We also have Don on the Certainty hotline. Hi, Don. Go ahead, please. Hi. <clears throat> Excuse me. Hi. I, I agree. It's just everything you just said. Uh, that's how you want to play the
7: defensemen. Although I, told, I thought the defensive of the, the second pairing and the third pairing were the better of the four defensemen tonight. It seemed like there was more chances against the first one. And my only other comment is, I don't know who picks the stars, but Stuart Stuart Skinner held us in the game at the beginning of the period. They had, like, four or five shots right from the slot. I mean, point blank, and he stuck them
3: all. Well, good point, because we we said right when the game ended that everyone's going to talk about Connor McDavid, and he'll probably be picked first star, but to me... The star of this game
2: was Stuart Skinner. He's the reason they got two points. I'm gonna I'm gonna just say something to Don and and I I have noticed over the years doing this job because sometimes I get messages or other calls. Um, sometimes people get upset about the three stars. I will say that's the last thing you should get upset about <laughs> after a hockey game. Um, I mean it's a, a subjective thing, so in some rinks, and I do think it's it's more prevalent in some American rinks. And I know I'm being a little biased hoity hoity toity canadian yep. hockey fan by saying that but in in some rinks they are more um likely to pick a home first star even if they don't win the game uh no i've noticed that no no i've noticed that no no i've noticed i haven't seen that in first stars they but they will or they will always try to have a star yeah oh from, yes. from the whole well, yes, team yeah absolutely and, 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 I, and, I, and i think you gotta remember some of these rinks connor mcdavid goes into once a year You know, so they're thinking, you know, a a media guy covering the game who usually covers the Sabres might be like, well, he's the best player in the league. He came in and scored twice. Like, how can I not say he wasn't the best player in the game? That's nothing against Skinner. No. And a lot of the time stars are picked with seven or eight minutes to go in the game. They don't wait till the end of the game. Yeah, well, now with texting and stuff, it's easier uh, to well, change. But, I, yeah, well, sometimes. No, some, but I've well, been. I have seen where uh, a media guy will say in an overtime game, whoever gets the winner, yeah, oh, yes. give this which star. Is, which isn't yeah. always
3: right. And I, I pick stars. Yeah. You know,
2: when I used to do some games yeah. for
3: uh, on the radio and stuff like that, they do it to your stars and they come and ask you with about seven, eight minutes to go. And then you're like, ooh, well, I picked that guy. And then in the last six minutes, McDavid scored two goals. Probably should have picked him.
2: But no, in but the game, Skinner was outstanding, and it could have been the first star for sure. And if you are a Calgary Flame fan, you are not. Oh, happy we'll right update now. this when we get back. Not good for the Flames. Oilers win three-two. It's Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Oilers hockey is brought to you by
0: Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reid Wilkins on Oilers Radio, six thirty, Chad.
1: Clean, Costin into the Sabre zone. Over to Shore on the left wing. Shore hit by Olafson. Loose puck goes to Krebs.
2: Crunch of the game for Cougar. Paint collision. Our family helping your family for 40 years and counting. McDavid scores twice. Derek Ryan scores Jeff Skinner and Dylan Cousins score for Buffalo. Stuart Skinner makes 37 stops for the Oilers who win it 3-2. We'll go to the scoreboard for Edmonton Trailer. Looking for parts, service, rentals, or new and used semi-trailers? Head to edmontontrailer.com. Calgary was up 4-2. Dallas has scored twice. It's 4-4 with 3:43 left in the third period. Also, the Sharks beat the Jets 3-2 in overtime. So, Calgary needs to get out of this game to make up a point on the Jets and also the Avalanche who they're chasing. Blackhawks up uh, 4-0 on the Senators early in the third. Late in the first, Canucks leading the Predators 2-1. L.A. all over Washington, but it's scoreless with four and a half minutes left in the first. Shots
3: are 15-1 for the L.A. Kings in the first period. Uh, I have not seen the Washington Capitals get the puck in the offensive zone. They must have iced the puck to get their only shot on net.
2: So, Vegas 82 points, LA 80, Seattle and Edmonton both 78. That's the top four in the Pacific. Now, Seattle does have two games in hand. So, the Oilers are the first wild card team. The Jets' point uh, tonight puts them ahead of the Avalanche, 75 to 74. So, the Avs have the second wild card spot with 74. Nashville has 68, Calgary has 67. Calgary now is shorthanded with 258 left. Okay, seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We have Rocket standing by. Hi, Rocket. Go ahead.
7: Nothing like watching an Oiler game and then watching the Flames game and having them implode. I got to be honest with you. I'm from the '80s, so uh, I just wanted to uh, uh, talk to Rob about the lineups. And so you're saying Broberg. Uh, Dehard A could possibly replace Broberg. uh, uh, Well, tonight they went with
3: six defensemen and Broberg wasn't in the lineup. I I mean, come playoff time. Well, well, I don't think that Jay Woodcroft is going to put a lineup out tonight that he doesn't think is his best lineup. Now, things can happen, obviously, in the next 17 games before the playoffs start, but from what they did tonight and the ice time, the way that they have been Deploying it. I believe that the Edmonton Oilers coaching staff believes that the lineup they had tonight, the six defensemen they had tonight, are their best six defensemen.
7: Okay, a couple of things with that. Um one thing not mentioned, if Broberg does go down, is it not beneficial that he gets like, you know, more minutes? Like this isn't a bad thing. It's 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 actually a positive thing. It's kind of like a Ken Holland thing, right? Uh, you know, develop and But I don't, I don't think he, they're I don't, gonna send they him won't down. send him down at this they're, point. They're gonna
2: have
3: they're gonna want to have seven defensemen up here at all times because in uh, case someone goes down in a morning skate, an illness, you don't want to be stuck with five defensemen. So, so, so what happens on the forward side then? Pardon? Well that but what but, but Rocket that's that, that's Halloway. our that's
2: our point is there's a well first of all, Kane's coming back before Holloway. So if there's somebody who's gonna stay in the minors, it's not gonna be Broberg, it's gonna be Holloway. Now once the the playoffs start and you don't have to worry about a cap, then we'll see what's going on at Bakersfield and what the Oilers need here. The Oilers are close to healthy right now. Just getting Kane back maybe as soon as Thursday. So if that comes back, there's another tough decision to be made. But as we've as we've learned over the years, you, you rarely have an entirely healthy lineup. If they are I say embrace the tough decisions and it's going to change game by game. This is not the end of Philip Broberg's career. No. I mean, two years from now, it'll probably be unthinkable to take Broberg out of the lineup ever. Yep. But for now, if the team's playing well or other guys are doing their jobs, he he gets, he gets a break.
3: Yep. This is the Oilers' best lineup that they could possibly put together right now. On Thursday, when Kane comes back, then Kane will come in and you'll see Shore, Ryan, or Costin, or McLeod, one of those four guys come out for Kane. And I believe those four will rotate, because I don't think he'll sit any of those guys out consistently because all of them have been contributing. So uh, a good, really good forward who's been playing well will sit out and be a healthy scratch. And right now, Broberg has played well, but I think he uh, is a healthy scratch because they feel the other six guys are better.
2: Oilers win 3-2 in Buffalo. Whenever they score five or more in a game, we turn on the Japanese Village Goal Light on 630Ched.com. That allows you to print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite teppanyaki steak restaurants. Come in and check out their new location at 3975 Calgary Trail. We also have Chris on the Certainty Hotline, and you're going to hear from Zach Hyman in a couple of minutes as well. Chris, go ahead.
7: Hey, Reed. Hey, Rob. How are you guys doing tonight? Pretty good. Uh, well, just a few things I wanted to talk about. First, uh, actually, just to go off of what uh, what Rocco was saying on the line. You, you know, what? here's the thing. And uh, Rob, you mentioned this after the uh, the two games against Winnipeg. This is actually a good problem to have when you look at everybody is playing well, and you're going to have to pull somebody good out of the lineup, especially when Kane comes back afterwards. Like, that's a good thing to have. Like, it it it, it makes the coach's job. It's making Jay Woodcroft's job a lot more difficult to decide, oh, do I pull out, like you said, do I pull like a Shore or a Koston or a Ryan or do, do you pull Groberg or a It It's a good thing to have. Like, you know, it's nice to have, you know, a team that's proper with proper depth now that is going to make it a lot better going forward. Yeah, you're right. I do believe, though, it's... uh,
2: Tyler Toffoli has scored on a breakaway with four seconds left. Flames are going to win. Huge win for Calgary. But I think it's
3: it's a hard decision. But I think the harder decisions, what the others have had in the past, is when who do I keep in the lineup when they've got two or three guys that probably aren't good enough. So this is a hard decision but it's one that the coaching staff will be much happier to make. And it sucks for the players, but I do believe the players understand it too. They, they know that this is a much deeper team and they're a better, uh, they've got more depth, better depth. And because of that, there will be a player that deserves to be in the lineup that'll be out. And I don't think the coaching staff is going to want to leave any of those players out for any extended period of time because with the playoffs coming up, he wants them all to be ready. Uh, to go in at any given moment so I think that they will have a rotation of players on their fourth line to keep them fresh but yeah this is a, a nice problem for the coaching staff and the Edmonton
2: Oilers to, f- to have Chris you still there he's gone okay seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. they put a but a second and a half back on the clock. What a shot by Tafoli on the breakaway. Six point two seconds left. Flames go up five four in Dallas. That's a big
3: win here right here for the the Calgary Flames. I do believe their chances are still slim just because of the number of points they've got to make up. Uh but it, it is a little bit of belief. This was a tough rink to come into. They just came into Dallas and won a hockey game and uh, one that they almost let slip away. So the Calgary Flames playoff drive is still alive.
2: All right, Oilers win 3-2 in Buffalo. You'll hear from Zach Hyman. It's Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line.
0: Live, Oilers hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reid Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 chair.
1: McDavid out to McLeod. The shot saved, the rebound. Wraparound, Scott. Connor McDavid! He got it behind the net, wrapped it around, and it's
2: 1-0 Edmonton. All right, that is the goal that started it tonight. McDavid got the first goal of the game. He got the last goal of the game. The Oilers win 3-2 in Buffalo. McDavid up to 124 points. That is a new career high. The Oilers record is now 35-22-8. You can get us at 780 496 zero zero six three we have don on the certainty hotline don thank you for calling go ahead
7: hey guys uh, good show good hockey game tonight um i'd like to say i thought uh, kulak played a really good game tonight uh strong defensively and had a uh, few good shots on net and uh yam yam yamamoto was just i thought was all over the place he was, was the tenacious checker that he always is, and uh, like, what did he have? Like three or four cha- like good chances tonight. Yeah,
2: yeah. I would say that. Yeah, Yama, uh, Yamamoto uh, three shots on goal, fourteen fifty-two. Oddly enough, that line finished minus one. Th- they're looking a little bit more like that line in the spring. Of, well, I guess January, February, March of 2020 before the season got shut down. Rob uh, and Yamamoto is around the net. A lot and then you know they did have a goal called back it was offside but, but they had a good shift
3: no they did yamamoto's had a number of great a scoring chances i think he had he got four goals in his last seven eight games he easily could have eight or nine goals in that stretch he's he's all around the net he's getting his opportunities you got to hope that at some point they're going to find their way into the back of the net i do believe Kulak is going to be better because I think he's going to play in a role that he's he's more suited for. He's going to be in the third pairing. He's going to get a little bit better competition for him to be out against. Uh, He doesn't have to play the big heavy minutes because now they got on the left side both Nurse and Ekholm. So I think Kulak was good. He played 15 minutes tonight. But the one thing that you're seeing when the fourth line played it as well as it did tonight, this was a close game throughout. And in this game, Connor McDavid played under 20 minutes Leon Dreisaitl played under 18 minutes those are good numbers for those guys to be at it means everybody's contributing and the coach has faith in all the guys that are he's putting on the ice so this was a it wasn't a perfect game it was a game that their goaltender had to come up with some big saves but I think it's a game that's a confidence builder for this team because there was contributions up and down their lineup
2: yeah well and I think Yetcomb. Combe We've talked about this before over the last week. I think Ekholm will help Nurse. I mean, today, Ekholm got up to 22.03. Nurse was at 21.16. Now, Part of that was Ekholm got stuck out for the final <laughs> shift of the game after the icing, so that might have been reversed if they could have got in a change. But that's, I mean, it's it's going to be such a fine line in hockey, right? A guy, a guy plays 18, 19 minutes, always oh, not that good. Plays 15, 16, oh, huh, he's actually uh, pretty solid out there.
3: Well, yeah, you're, you're not overextending guys and putting them in positions where they're going to struggle to find success. I think that the Oilers now with Ekholm, they have two guys on their left side with Nurse and Ekholm, they feel completely comfortable with going against any of the other team's comp- or top players. They feel comfortable with them when they're shorthanded. Uh, last minutes of games, first minutes of games. I think the Oilers uh, found the type of player that they were desperately in need of in Ekholm. And I'm pretty sure, from what I've seen over the last few games, they've gotten exactly what they expected out of him. There is sometimes a new guy goes to a new team, and it takes a little while for him to, to fit in, find his role. Ekholm hasn't had any... Uh, Buyers were more, there's, the the Oilers are pretty excited what they've gotten out of him thus far, and he's only going to get better as he continues to get more comfortable with his teammates. The one thing that he talked about is it takes a while sometimes to understand where your teammates are going to be at all times. Because a lot of times you're making a play, and you're putting it in an area where your teammates should be. Now, I'm sure when he's in Nashville, the defensive partners he had there, he could do it just subconsciously, okay? I'm putting the puck here cuz I know my guy this is always where he goes and it'll slowly get better and better here in in Edmonton as he plays more and more with his partner who at this point is Bouchard, but eckholm has been excellent uh nurse not having to play 27 28 minutes is a better hockey player.
2: Eckholm got an assist tonight on the well the game-winning goal. I, and you know what Fogel had a good game as well. I mean, he set up Deharnay for that chance and Yes, McDavid made an awesome move on the game-winning goal, but somebody had to get him the puck in that position of the ice, and that was Fogle got the primary assist. And you saw over the course of the game,
3: Fogle didn't start there. That was McLeod's spot in the first period. McLeod actually had an assist, but as the game went on and the game got tougher, the coaching staff felt that Warren Fogle was a player that would suit that position a little bit better. And that's good because we know in playoff times there will be injuries. And we saw Kane. there are sometimes suspensions. So you got to be able to find someone that you're comfortable moving up the lineup tonight. Fogle was the guy, and uh, he rewarded the coaching staff by setting up the game-winning goal.
2: Oilers take it 3-2. You will hear from forward Zach Hyman when we get back to Heartland Ford Overtime Open. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers.
0: This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open line. Here's Reid Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 6.30 chair.
1: Off the right wing, now Thompson in over the line with Skinner, Thompson pulls it, shoots, save made
2: by Stewart Skinner. Back to the point, Dallin. Skinner, excellent game. The Oilers were outshot 39-37, but they get the 3-2 win in Buffalo. Craig Anderson, who's uh, been really good against the Oilers in his career, he takes the L this evening. So Edmonton gets its 35th win of the season. Back to Buffalo, here is Zach Hyman.
6: I wanted to say... uh, a three-two game. You shut her down defensively. You played a much tighter game, but there was a ton of chances mm-hmm. in that game. But in the end, a much more
5: disciplined game than to Winnipeg. Is that fair? Yeah, uh, I think it's fair. <laughs> a lot less power plays and penalty kills for sure. Um, but yeah, they, they play a, a fast-paced, you know, open style hockey, right? So there's going to be chances both ways with, with the way that they play. And I thought, you know, winning the game three-two was was really big. How about Skinner? What do you think of his game? He's great. He made all the, the big stops. Um, kept us in the game. You know, played great. Just last one for me. The the way you guys play, you're gonna give
6: chances up. Like that's just the, your style. You're probably not the '95 Devils. Do you need a certain goaltender back there? Like, I guess you're just gonna need some big saves every night. Every team does, but you guys
5: are gonna need big saves. up tonight. Yeah, I think any team that goes on and wins the Stanley Cup as a goalie, you know, that's making saves and right. You don't, you know, when you don't, and Stu played great tonight and and was awesome, right? So that, uh, that's it's a huge part of, of our team, obviously, and uh, yeah, he played great. When it comes to what Jay was talking this morning about you almost get numbed to
6: watching what Connor McDavid's capable of doing, and then you still realize how good he is. Mm-hmm. Do you get, I mean, after you're seeing what he did today, do you get numb or is like this, does he continue to impress you as much as, you know, just how much does he continue to impress
5: you? Yeah, I mean, he's the uh, the best player in the world and he's pushing his own uh, boundaries and personal bests and, and those categories. So, yeah, he's driving the bus. He's been driving the bus for a long time and uh, continues to push himself to get better. When it's a 2-2 game. Are you almost just expecting he's going to make a play there? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, who's uh, more likely to make a play than him, right? So he's just uh, a big-time player. Another bottom six offensive contribution tonight, Zach, courtesy of DR10. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about the consistency that the bottom six has been providing in terms of getting on the score sheet in pivotal moments? Yeah, it's awesome. Him, him Shorzy, and Clem have found some chemistry there, obviously. Um, great play, great shift before the goal, you know, that led to the goal, so they got rewarded. And uh, you got another goal, this, amount, yeah. this time in a different fashion. Yeah. This continues. Yeah, I don't know. This is just a part of it. It's all
2: right what about the win. Well, okay. That one wasn't video review. That was with six seconds left. Buffalo with the net empty Mc- and Hyman shot it into the empty net. But clearly it was uh, it was, uh, dry settle that was offside on the play. The Oilers did have a goal earlier, early in the second period. Ryan Nugent Hopkins scored, but 28 seconds prior to the goal, they had entered the zone offside. That one got overturned on video review. But the Oilers get the win. Pretty good game to watch tonight and the Oilers just a bit better in the end. 3-2 over the Buffalo Sabres. Get more on this one. More on the Oilers on 630jet.com or globalnews.ca Bob Stoffer has Oilers now from noon to 2 tomorrow. I will have inside sports from 6 to 8. Big thanks to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer this evening. Our next game broadcast presented by Friesen Brothers is Thursday. Oilers at Boston Bruins. 4 o'clock for the face off show the game will start at 5 30 on behalf of rob brown i'm reed wilkins thanks for listening to heartland ford overtime open line mcdavid two goals new career high point in points 124 Oilers win 3-2 in buffalo have a good night